Hello and welcome to the Body Aware Living Podcast. I'm Margot Rose, author of Body Aware Grieving, a fitness trainer's guide to caring for your health during sad times. We're together with kind and wise people from around the world. We're looking for practical ways to get through difficult challenges and to celebrate our accomplishments. It's important to remember that none of the comments made by myself or guests is meant to replace any legal or health services. Best wishes to you. Here we go. Today on the Body Aware Living podcast, we are welcoming for the second time the amazing and wise Mayer Wisotsky. Mayer is the author of The Legend of the Twilight Owls, a book of poetry for the searching and the perplexed. Mayer is also a man I've known my whole life. He was my father's best friend since college. And if you'd like to listen to the first podcast between Mayer and I, we did one called Chosen Family that will be linked in the show notes below. Now at 90 years of age and handling his own health issues, Mayer is here to help us learn skillful ways to handle stress, what to do when something as dramatic as even your house burning down helps you learn how to rise like a phoenix from the ashes, the differences between getting old and getting older, and a new project he's working on of ways to enjoy getting older. Please enjoy this interview, and I wish you well. You know, while, while we have the camera going and while we've got the whole family here, <laughs> can, can you mention a little bit, you know, we had that podcast together, and yeah. you got inspired to start this whole project that you're working on now. But can you right. tell us about the project, why you're inspired for it, what's the name that you have thinking about, oh. and what's going on with it? Okay, sure. The project is how, how to grow old and enjoy it. So many people have these negative feelings about growing old. It's always complaining about the problems that you're having, like my ears, I can't hear as well, I can't see as well, you know. I'm breaking down somewhat in terms of my physical self. At age 90, you're going to be 90, 90 this, right, exactly. you know, yeah, you're 90. So... And, and people at, at 50 start to feel this way. So <laughs> they got 40 years to, to think about it. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the project is I, I realize there are 11 things that, that you have to be aware of if you want to grow old and enjoy it. And that's the idea is that growing old should not be a a life of complaining about everything, even though there's plenty of things to complain about. Um, and living in each moment means, like I was saying at, uh, at our uh, Pesach Seder, this may be the last Seder I'm at, you know? Did you ever think about it that whatever you're doing may be the last, thing, last time you do it? Because you may not make it, you know? You don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. So especially when you get older, it gets more, more possible that you might die. So consequently, you should treat every moment like it's your last, it's the last time I'll be at that event or that situation. This is the last time I may see you. This is the last time I may see you. I want to make sure it was a real connection and not just a, uh, uh, 
superficial one, you know, where I was being, trying to be very nice and whatnot, you know, but rather open my arms and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about you. You're concerned about me. We worry about each other. We give each other reasons for being. And uh, that's, that's a gift, I think, that you have, that you can help people actually feel that sense of, I know why I'm here. I know what that feels like. And I'm living in that moment. So I found out these 11 things. The first thing I talked about, I will the, be The 11 about. things that are about joyful aging? Yes. It? And you're, that, are you that, calling that you it need, joyful aging? You that you, you need a... to know about and work on if you want to have, if you want to have enjoyable uh, aging. Enjoyable aging. There's a difference between saying I'm growing old and I'm growing older. You want to grow older because the context, the implication of I'm growing old means that there's a place where you can go where you can be old. And I'm, and I'm, I'm at that space, you know. Uh, but you're growing older, this means I, I now have more thoughts and um, experiences about living that are still really important to me. I mean, uh, can I relate to someone at, at my age and still get the same or get a, a different but important thrill out of that kind of relationship? You know, that I, you know, I actually express my love to this person and let them know that I care about them and that uh, they're part of my life and, and, and I can live that moment. Just like we talked about living those moments when you had, when you met the Grand Canyon you know, or, or uh, uh, had an experience that was so moving that you just can't forget it, that kind of thing. And, and that's what your life should be filled with, all these moments of really being there, really exposing oneself to another person. You know, that, that kind of, the thing that makes life worth living. Vibrant. Yeah. Yeah, it gives the juice. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and everybody recognizes that when they finally get to see it and feel it. And uh, who is a messenger that lets you have it? A lot of times, see, if you don't think about chemistry, there's, you can have two things coming together hydrogen and oxygen to make water. But a lot of times you need a, a, uh, an, a territory or it's in between that helps drag these two things together. See, and that's what, what do they call that um, in chemistry? Uh, like a conduit or something? No. I don't know it's, much about it's, chemistry. It's got another name. I'll, I'll think of it. Uh, but you, you're, you're helping that happen by just being there bringing these two people together uh, uh, that they wouldn't have been able to talk. It's, 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 it's what good psychologists do with, for their for couple uh, counseling, you know, what counselors do. They're just the third party who help move, you know, get you to look at each other and relate to one another. And that and that's, you know, the, the idea that uh, a person can wheel the situation so that uh, two people can relate to one another. And I think that's 
that's an important aspect for growing old. So we've got these 11 things, and I'll just give you an idea. The first thing I tell people is you've got to get rid of stress in your life. See, everybody feels I got to just stress my way through it. I just got to fight my way through it. And that's what you want to get rid of, all the stuff that's stressful, because that all the stress that you go through in life doesn't go away when, you know, when you're not having the pain from it. It still leaves a scar someplace in your body. And so you say, can I hop in just with some curiosity here? So when you say getting rid of stress, like suppose two really common situations are people are are not having as much money as they need just to kind of get through their basic needs. Right. And people often are not having enough health that they need just to get through their daily activities. So if let's just use an example of someone, which is a lot of someone's, who are stressed over those two sort of things, just getting through each day without enough perhaps money or uh, health. So, so how are you recommending a person okay, who's legitimately so, dealing with that? So I'm going to worry about I don't have any money. I'm going to sit there and think about what it would be like to have money and uh, and then worry about the fact that now I'm really miserable because I don't have any money. This is all just playing with something that you don't have to play with. It, you could just say, either I'm going to make a decision to do something about getting money mm-hmm. or I'm going to stop thinking about it. And the stress, you see, keeps you thinking about it. And that's where the problems come in. If you're going to think about making money all the time, you could say, I wasted that time thinking about that and worrying about that. Uh, the past, stress is what happened from, is what's going to happen in the future. We usually worry about what's going to happen in the future. So it's worrying about the future that the, that's the, that you're dealing with. The past is the guilt. All the things I did and I don't, and I feel guilty about, I shouldn't have done them, but that's in the past. It's gone. You're not going to relive that. You're not going to capture that. You're not going to, so, so why do you keep worrying about it? You know, why do you keep beating yourself up? So you got to get rid of the guilt. So the guilt takes care of the past, the stress takes care of the future, and then you have to say, well, now what do I know about living right in the moment? And because that's the only place where there's reality. The reality of your feelings are right there in the moment. Two hours from now, they may be gone. But right then, you, you had an attempt to learn about yourself, to be about yourself, to feel about yourself, all those things that you could have had if you just were in that moment, living that moment. It's like getting on a, uh, yeah, uh, not a Ferris wheel, but the uh, the roller coaster. When you're when you're when you're getting ready to get on a roller coaster, I don't know if you ever felt that. You, you you're sitting there, you're waiting, you know, and all of a sudden you start up, and now you're going to go and bingo. All of a sudden, now I'm into that moment. I'm screaming as I go up and screaming as I go down, you know, and and uh, that's being right there. And then you have to know about that. You have to know what what it is to say, I got to live life right now in this important moment. I got to say these things. I got to do these things. I got to feel these things and being aware of them. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in and be be kind of picky here for a minute because I, I I want you know I guess at this point we're doing an interview <laughs> I guess at this point we're doing an interview we're probably gonna find a way to share this with the body we're living community sure. right so the body we're living community is always about practical ways to get through each day you know practical ways to care for your health during the best and worst of times so so. You're giving advice about stress. You're saying to, I think you're saying stay in the moment. This is all you can do something about. So what about, what would you say as advice to a person who's like, okay, in this moment, I'm in, it's the last day of the month. Rent is due. These bills are due. I, today is the day I realize I don't have the bills I need to, to start this next month, perhaps even. And you know, I'm dealing with health challenges so much, for example, that I used before, I'm dealing with so many health challenges. I don't know how I can increase my income quickly because I'm limited. And, you know, so boom, that moment, that day, that, you know, 30th of some month when those things are happening, what, what's your advice to someone to handle that with the least amount of stress? Like, well, yeah, the first thing is to say, if I'm going to work on getting money, then I should be working on getting money. In other words, that should be my total moment. I'm in the process of trying to get money. Uh, that that will solve the problem of worrying about money. If you're trying to get it, you're doing something about it. And that's being in the moment, as opposed to saying, I'm just going to sit here and worry about, these. it's coming and I don't know how, what I'm going to do if it doesn't come. I could say, okay, I got a plan. I got plan B, I got plan C, I got plan D, you know, whatever whatever you have planned to go out and get some money. I'm going to call my mother. I'm going to call my friend. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go get a job. You're going to do something. You made a decision. Once you make the decision that you're going to do something, you say, and I can't do that till tomorrow. Okay. Now I stop worrying about it. See, I stopped stressing out about it because I, I've, I've already said, I'm going to get the job. I'm going to call him tomorrow. I can't call him today because it's a Sunday, you know, or something on that order. And the thing is to say, get rid of the stress by taking a deep breath and saying, I'm here in this moment. What am I doing and how am I enjoying it? Or how am I relating to it? One of those, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, because once you come to the point where you say, there's nothing I can do today for whatever reason, uh, then you have to stop worrying about it. But people don't. They keep worrying about it all the time. Well, and then they have insomnia and now you're sleep deprived exactly. and now you really can't heal your body. You really can't impress anyone with your yeah. and you really charm don't. or however you're going to ask someone to help you out financially exactly. or whether it's an organization because there are. There's like maybe people you know, maybe organizations you know, maybe something really lucky is going to happen and you can't tell. And you know, something I happen to know about you and maybe it plays into all this, maybe you learned this, is that sometimes it all gets burnt to the ground. Like yeah, literally, absolutely. sometimes the worst case scenario does happen. Like literally, you and you and your wife, Mariel, you guys had your house and everything you cared about in it completely burned. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes everything goes to the ground, and yeah. that worst case scenario does happen. And then there's about rising, rising like a phoenix from the ashes. I yeah, mean, absolutely. And 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 how do you know how that phoenix feels rising from the ashes? Uh -huh. Because if you've never felt it, you don't have a clue. And once you have felt it, you've got something really strong to to center on. And that's what, when, when, when the fire was going on, we were sitting across the street watching and saying, well, okay, what are we going to do now? Okay, we better, we better figure out where we're going to sleep tonight. 
you know. It went straight to while, the moment. While, while yeah. the house was burning, we were sitting there thinking about what we're going to, what, what we do to, to uh, take care of ourselves for the next, you know, 24 hours. And it was how we got to find a place to sleep. We have to get what, you know, find out what, what our, uh, our insurance is going to be. We got all, got a lot of things we got to do, but we're not worried. We're not, we're not sitting there saying, oh my God, my house is burning down. You know, how do I feel? And all the other people who's, it's not their house that's burning down, but they're projecting themselves into those and say, oh, this is so terrible. It's worse. You know, I, I, and we watched them during the fire. They did not have to feel the same thing we were feeling what, at all. What, were, what was the difference between what they were feeling and what you were feeling? They were feeling the, uh, how tragic the situation is, how tragic the moment is. Mm -hmm. And they were feeling that they have just been, you know, given the, 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 the last blow of their life, you know, mm -hmm. hit across the, the skull with a, with a hammer, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and they were they were into the feeling, the, the the how bad it is, you know, how bad it is to see their house burn down. I, and we were not doing that. We weren't seeing how bad it was. We were talking about okay, what do we? Well, we got to get our our drugs. We got to get our you know. We were already practically doing what had to be done uh, in order to make it through the next day. I, I you know when you mentioned these you know these. The idea that there are these like life changing moments that often can be perceived at and feel at the time like and are what we call tragedies. And I, I feel like sometimes these tragic moments, especially if there's like a really clear in our first interview, we talked about how the, the feelings and experiences of tragedies end up lodged in our whole body, like mm -hmm, just it's a right. full body experience when you go through something that dramatic and it, it may or may not ever fully come out of the cells of your body, that moment. And I feel like those tragic moments, like, you know, sitting there, like you have a clear recollection of sitting there watching your whole house burn down and you're both artists. So your whole, you know, life work up until that time That's was, right. you saw it be, you know, burned up your whole, all those hours of, of creating beautiful art. And I feel like those, the moments become almost like this big rock that you can then figure out how to just stand on top of that rock with the wind blowing in your hair the next time there's something challenging. You can stand on the top of this rock. The wind is blowing. The storm is going, going in every direction. You don't know what's happening next in some future challenge. And you can stand on that rock and go, I got this. Yeah, I've been through worse than this. I got this. I'm going to stand here on this rock. This wind ain't going to blow me off. I'm going to do this. And I've been here. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to do something else like this again. I'm just going to keep letting these storms pass by and I'm going to keep thriving. Right. Yeah. Well, that, and, and, and what you have now is an intimate knowledge of being at the edge of the brink. Yes. Yeah. You, know, you have this intimate knowledge. The wind about is it. in your hair. Right. Right. And, and you may or may not ever use it again, probably won't use it again because it's going to be different the next time you face uh, you know, a big problem. And if you go through your life, you'll find all these things that you, you could have done this or you could have done that. And, you know, you could, your whole life can be a, it's like a Freud psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. he, he has to bring you through your life to show you all these different things that could have happened. And, and you have to go through those. 
and uh, and kind of relive them, or not relive them, but live them in a new way, you know, to, to get rid of them because they're affecting your whole life. Mm-hmm. And that was his, his approach. I'm saying what if you want to get older and you want to have still be enjoying life, then what you have to do is you have to start getting rid of these things as they're happening. You can't let them, you know, bury because then then you don't have any control at all. And you your body just tells you you can't do this or you can do that. And and then and you feel it. You know it. Yeah. Almost like a liberation yeah. of knowing that, yeah, sometimes the worst thing possible does happen. <laughs> and look, yeah, and yeah, people absolutely. get through it. The worst thing imaginable do, does and yeah. can incur, and, and people get through even the worst thing imaginable. Exactly. And then the thing is, usually you don't know what the, it may be a, a really small thing that you, that, that trigger all those stuff. And one of the things you have to do to get rid of the stress is, is, not so much that you can get rid of what you already did, but you can remind yourself not to get that stressed in the beginning. In other words, if I can not get, if I cannot stress myself every day, then I don't have to worry about the stress that I have because I don't have it. In other words, I don't yeah. have the stress if I didn't, you know, went through today. If you don't stress the small stuff ongoing and the chronic sure. stuff, then you have that energy for when you actually need it, perhaps in the form of adrenaline right. to power out of something that legitimately it's like, okay, now I need my best self. Now I need my most energy self. Right. And and so what, what life does for you a lot of times is gives you an experience of dealing with stress without letting it settle into the body. And when I worked at the hospital, I remember going through divorce and whatnot, all kinds of problems in my life, uh, my neck was so, uh, I was so stressed out that my neck was hard as a rock. All the muscles in there were always squeezing tight. That's one of the aspects of, of, uh, of stress is that the muscles tend to think, oh, I got to be ready to act right now, so I got to tense up ready for this you know and ironically they can't move when they're already shortened when your muscles are already contracted there's right. no elasticity and, and you actually can't move when you're all tensed up exactly like that it. for sure physically so, i mean so knowing that i i'm not worrying about that that's over mm-hmm. there you know and just not building that settle in your body and tense up those muscles and you just relax you took a nice shower you took a nice steam bath you did you did something to relax all of this you know that's are you ever like are you ever like stuck in traffic or something and instead of like starting to let the stress the stress of that moment accumulate, maybe you and your wife even look at each other and go, could be worse. Your house could be burning down. <laughs> you know? Well, we don't we don't I don't remember thinking about it in that in exactly that way. But that's really what it what it is, is that um, we've been there. Yeah. And now I don't have to worry about it because I know that, you know, I'll deal with it like I dealt with it before. Right. And, and people have this, uh, again, a bad uh, understanding of what that moment is like. Like you were saying, I could... Uh, when I, And what it does, it destroys fear. It destroys fear. It destroys fear. Because it's the fear of not knowing how that moment will come off that uh, is really bad on you you know i got to really fearful and you can you, you get 
be debilitated by it. But uh, it destroys the fear to know that that's not, I don't have this fear, I just go and do what I have to do. Hello, we're back with uh, Mayor Wisotsky, finishing up a little bit of this, what turned into a spontaneous interview. And we were talking about your project for joyful aging, enjoying aging. What's the name, the title that you're going to have? Right. Uh, how to Grow Old and Enjoy It. How to Grow Old and Enjoy It. So you said there's 11 categories. The first one we started talking about was stress, and we went into like a whole podcast that turned right. into a whole separate interview. What are what are those other 10 categories that... Here, let me read them to you. Thank you. Uh there's stress, there's guilt, there's uh, power to act, fantasy, reality, change, essence, your essence, that is, the body, the mind, life, and death. Well, that's just a little something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> so you're... you're you're coming up with a project that gives us just like little sort of suggestions on each of those categories that are going to help us live a little happier. Exactly. All of those categories are necessary for you to enjoy life, understanding them and practicing them. Uh, and so what the podcast will do, will explain it in terms of what it is and what it's supposed to do and how you're supposed to relate to it. And, uh, and it's a, it's a class in itself because uh, every one of those things could take uh, in-depth uh, involvement for weeks, but uh, we'll try and boil them down to the essence. Wow. So this is a summary of, you know, 90 years of wisdom that you've actively pursued. You haven't exactly. been passive about wisdom. You've been very questioning and consolidating about how to live better. Right. So when you say podcast, you're talking about your own podcast you're thinking about starting, is that right? Right. I'm going to I'm going to put one out and I don't know exactly when it's going to come out but very shortly. And uh it will be an audio podcast. Although I don't, don't know if I'll have anybody to talk to like you, but uh, mm -hmm. uh that 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 may be the better way to go and I have to think about that. But it's the fact that, that these 11 things that I've boiled down, boiled life down to in terms of what you have to understand in order to make it joyful uh, for growing old. And that's, that's the key is that you're not going to change life, but you're going to change the way you face it, the way you nice. present yourself to the life that you're given in a sense of what you're doing and how you're living your life now. Excellent. So if, if, if people of the body were living podcast, well, how I can help keep people connected to what you're doing oh, next, good. if you want to. So, you know, if people want to go to the body website and they want to offer their email address to me, I will make sure to keep people updated and forwarded as Mayer's project come along. Right. And okay. And if somebody, you also have your, we, we mentioned this on your last podcast, on uh, your last interview we did together. We mentioned that in the meanwhile, you have poems that you share to people on your. Right. My list of uh, followers to, uh, my poetic uh, attempts, uh, 
and that was the email address if people want to connect with you is is uh wisewoodcarver at gmail.com. All right. So That's there's gonna wise be wise wood carver. <laughs> that email address is wisewoodcarver at gmail.com. So there's a Great. bunch of ways that you know if they get on my list. Then when uh, when I send out the poems, they will automatically get the poems that are coming out at that point. So this is right now, even before you com- you know move forward. Oh yeah, with the that, podcast. That, that okay, goes on right all the time. All right. So so what would you say for someone who's not ninety and they're saying they're too old for whatever they're picturing doing next? What's your final parting words to people less than ninety who think it's uh, too old for some kind of progress they want? The thing is, I think it's. Uh, if you start thinking earlier on about growing old, I think you'll do much better because uh, getting rid of stress and, and doing all the other things that I just mentioned uh, takes some time to get used to. And uh, if you keep putting it off, it'll, it'll allow the problems that come with getting old to get worse than they should. So uh-huh. you want to get as, as soon as you can. As soon as you hit 50, that's a good time to start. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the challenges of getting older are going to happen at their own pace. So we need to speed up the rate at which we learn how to enjoy. um, We learn how to enjoy our time and minimize our our frustrations. Right. To offset some of this potential decline that starts to happen. Exactly. The sooner you get started on taking care of the things that have to be taken care of in order to get that sense of joy with being alive the the better it'll be for you and i'm a living proof of it i guess i have to say it that way all right (laughs) enjoyment and wisdom get yours now start early (laughs) start early and subscribe often (laughs) i'll send you a certificate (laughs) certificate It's all possible. (coughs) All right. Well, Mayor, thank you one more time for all of your wisdom and time. And we will just keep on chucking, right? We're going to just keep on doing it. Yes, yes, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.